Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Garrity, and today we have such an exciting guest. Hi, Sydney. <laughs> Hi, Gretchen. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and I was just talking to you about how it's my very first podcast. I can't believe it. I know I can't either. And I was saying how I feel like you'd be such a good podcast guest, but I feel like it's because you were just so like, if anyone listening follows you, they already know, but you're just so like positive and happy and have like the best vibes. And so I'm sure that will come across in this episode. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. So I guess I'll kind of introduce myself a little bit and tell anyone who doesn't already follow me a little bit about myself. I, um, I'm Sydney Adams and I do, um, online fitness coaching, which is like my main job, I guess. But then I also got into social media. So I do Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of the things you can find me on. I think it's the same for both my Instagram and my TikTok, which is at Sydney M Adams underscore. And then I also have a YouTube as well, which is just under Sydney Adams. But um, a little bit about myself. I'm 24. I am born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And then I went to University of Alabama And then now I live in Tampa, Florida, so kind of all over the place, but that's a little bit about myself. Amazing. I didn't know you went to Alabama. Yes. Yeah. I I had no idea. Yeah. I graduated. I think we're about the same age. Are you 25, right? Yeah. I'm 25. Yeah. So I um, went there for advertising and marketing is what I studied there. Mm -hmm. What was Alabama like? Was that fun? It was, you know, I was such a homebody growing up that it was really hard for me to be far away from home. But once I got kind of like acclimated there, I absolutely loved it. Like I felt like I, it was so easy to meet so many people there because everyone was from far away. Like a lot of times when you go um, to college in like your small town, everyone's from high school. Like you kind of just stay in the same group, but it was really good mm-hmm. for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone. And I, I loved it. I almost thought that I was going to live in Alabama forever after I lived there. Really? So yeah. What yeah. made you, sorry, I have so many questions about college, but oh. I always am so interested. Like, did your sister go there? What made you first want to go there? Yeah. Yeah. So she actually, she went to um, school at Alabama. And so that's how I kind of knew about Alabama. I went and visited her all the time and I'm like, I could tell that it was just, it was where I belonged. And then um, she ended up moving once I got there, she ended up moving to Texas, but it was still nice to kind of like have a foot in the door and know my way around by the time I got there. Okay. I literally just guessed because so many people I feel like will end up going where their older siblings went. They're like, Oh, that looks fun. Or that was fun visiting. I'll just go there. Right. I'll just follow in your footsteps. You do all the hard work and find, find the good college and I'll just follow along. Okay. And now you guys are close again. Cause she's in Florida. 
Yes. Which is like, so that's kind of the same thing happened with Tampa. Like Mm -hmm. the same thing I did with college. Um, I came here, she moved here for her husband and well, they weren't married, but now they're married. And, uh, I would always visit. And every time I came to Tampa, I'm just like, I don't know, it's something about Florida that just seems like it's meant for me. And then, um, I'm such a comfort zone person. So the thought of moving really scared me, but once I did, I'm I love it here. And it's so nice. We're only like 30 minutes apart from each other now, Aww. rather rather than 12, <laughs> yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. So were you in Alabama before? I don't think I even realized that you moved from Alabama. Yes. So I okay. moved from Alabama. I moved here in April. Okay. Also you being close to your sister has really like rubbed off on me where I'm not that close to my sister, but we're so close like you and your sister. And I'm like, I need to be close to her. Like we are always like, if we could just live down the street from each other, that would be like perfect, wonderful, ideal. I don't know how you guys aren't close to each other because I, I always figured that you guys would move one way or another. I'm sure it's in the plans, right? Yeah, no, it will be. And we visit each other all the time. I'm literally going home today to see her. She visited here like every week in, um, the summer. So everyone was asking us, they're like, wait, does Lucy like live in Boston this summer? I'm like, no, she just visits me like every week. (laughs) And is this your last, is this your last week or two in Boston? Are you? Yeah. 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 How do you Literally, feel about that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, it's bittersweet. Like I'm excited to get back to her place in PA, but like, I'm so sad to leave here. I literally was so excited for this podcast because I was just crying all morning because Max is leaving today. And I'm like, oh, I need to like get it together for Sydney. <laughs> well, we got it. We had got it on a good day and now we can bring some happy, yes. some happy vibes to your day. Yes, oh exactly. my gosh. I bet that but is then, so hard. I know I'll be like fully out in a week and my twin sister is going to help me move out. Like she's just the best. Oh, so. oh, that's the best. We're so lucky. I was, I was just saying this to someone. I'm like, we're so lucky to have sisters that we're close with. Cause I feel like it's not super common to have siblings that like are very tight knit, but it's like yeah. the biggest blessing ever. <laughs> I know it's like a built-in bestie. And so is. Okay. Let's talk about how we found each other on social media. Cause you probably don't even know how I found you and I don't even know how you found me either. Okay. So, okay. Do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. So, you know, this is like such a pinch me moment because that I'm even honest with you. And I'm, I'm like sounding like such a fangirl. It's crazy (laughs) because before I started YouTube, even, I guess I was just doing like Instagram and TikTok. I loved watching lifestyle vlogs and I always would just type in on YouTube, like, gosh, I've done this all throughout college, even like day in my life vlog. And you've been on it for so long. So it was only Mm -hmm. a matter of time before I like came across you. Um, as a recommended YouTuber. But then, uh, of course, once I started watching your YouTube videos, you just have like such a, you're like my comfort YouTube, you know, when you like want something on in the background and like, it's just happy vibes and everything like that was always what I had, um, you on for, and then I found you on Instagram, of course. So that's how I found you. (laughs) Okay. I love that. I feel like I've been getting that so much recently. Like, especially if I meet girls in person, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, stop. Like literally same thing. They'll be like in college. And I was like sad and away from home. I just like put on your YouTube videos and make me feel like safe and comfy. And I'm like, that is literally the sweetest compliment ever. Yes. yes. You cannot be known for anything better than because that is, that's so sweet. Okay. I feel similar to you in that way. I wonder if people that follow both of us, like get similar vibes. Cause I feel like we both are like, or probably both of our like number one feedback is like, 
overwhelmingly like you're so positive how are you so positive all the time like you have such a good outlook like you have such good vibes and for me I'm sure you're the same I'm like I don't know any different like I've just always been this way right. you know right. like, I've always been like optimistic and like everything will work out it'll be great everything's good <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so with you on that I think probably the same thing that we probably have even similar following you know what I mean for the same reason I know. Yeah. We have like a lot in common, like similar age, like yes. you're way more into fitness than me. I like try to be, but I'm like a little, I like dabble. <laughs> we, we love our spin classes. We love yes. our- <laughs> So did you find me through like TikTok or what was it? Yes. That you- yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'm so bad with TikTok. I feel like a Grammy. I go on there like once a month. I'm like, I need to learn TikTok. I'm like, I need classes from Sydney because you're like TikTok queen. But um, so every once in a while I'll go on there. And I had so many, oh God, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so many like mentions or something on your TikToks of girls just being like, oh my gosh, look at like Sydney's watching your video in this TikTok or like she is listening to your podcast. And I'm like, what? Like, who is this girl? And so then I watch all of your TikToks. I'm like, she's literally adorable. I'm obsessed with her. Like, she's so cute. Yes, oh my gosh. You. you know, it's funny that you said something about how you feel like a grandma with TikTok because I was just, I was just thinking this um, and I wanted to talk to you about it a little bit is that it's so hard to show up 100% for every social media platform. Like it's so hard to be great at everything. And that was why I was scared to go, you know, YouTube's kind of your realm, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was scared when I was starting YouTube, I'm like, oh, just TikTok is where I feel like, so I could do it with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that's how you feel with YouTube and not with TikTok. And so it's, it is hard to kind of be great at all the different Instagram, TikTok, you know, there's so many different avenues of social media that it's hard to be present in all of them I know and I look at you and I'm like she does it all like how does she do it like you have the YouTube the Instagram the TikTok and I'm like (gasps) like I would be spread so thin and I feel like something's gonna get I feel like you're so good at like balancing it all doing it all you're so sweet well it's you know it's hard for us to think that about ourselves I think so you're doing great and I feel like the same that I for myself I'm like oh my gosh, like, I don't feel like I really know what I'm doing with YouTube. You know, it's just, we, we're our own worst critic. So yeah, I know. And I'm sure like TikTok is the newest for me and YouTube's the newest for you. So the thing that's new, you're kind of like unsure about. And- yes. You question yourself, but it's so fun. It's fun to learn something new. So I think if you do start doing like TikTok, you're going to find that it's kind of like a different creative um, outlet than just YouTube, you know? I know. I love it. Cause it's just obviously, you know, but like just like shorter videos and it's just like fun and quick yes. instead of like a long YouTube. It's just like you watch for different reasons. And someone gave me this advice the other day and I was like, okay, wow, I need to do this. And I feel like you do this. They are basically like, instead of posting on your Instagram stories, like something that you would think that you would say on Instagram stories or something, just like make a TikTok about it and post yes. it on TikTok. And I'm like, what? But like, I've seen TikToks like that, that people do. And I'm like, wait, I need to do that. But I get scared to like talk. I know. I know. And just kind of like chat to your camera. Like it's like a FaceTime Mm -hmm. call. I totally agree with that. I think, um, I've loved what you've done lately with your Instagram stories. I can tell that you're like more present in the moment. And then you like post your Instagram stories later on. I'm like, I need to start doing that. So we're just taking tips from each other. Yeah. I know I was so scared to start doing that at first. That's so funny you said that because yesterday I got a DM and someone who was really sweet, they were like, I love the way you've been doing your stories. It feels like you're telling a story and like posting yes, all your stories. I totally agree. 
And I'm like, yeah, I am. But then I always feel bad. I'm like, do people care about seeing this concert I went to like two days later? But I'm like, sorry for my mental health. I need to just like be a human being sometimes and like post the pictures later on sort of thing. Yes. Yes. No, I love it. I was thinking I need to do that too. So I I completely am all for it. (laughs) But at the end of a busy day, you're just like recap. Here's what I did. Sorry. Here's my whole day. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so you know that at the beginning of each episode, we do like something we're happy about right now, a happy quote. So take it away. <laughs> take it away. So my happy quote, I made sure to get this. So this is one I actually had as my screensaver for a while. And it says, um, if you don't like something, change it. If you cannot change it, change the way you think about it. And I think that um, it's kind of, I don't know, cliche a little bit, but I think that I'm a really big worrier. I worry about things. So I ruin things before (laughs) we are the same. We're the same human. I worry about things before it even comes. And then I end up working myself up for things that just are so, or nonsense. And then I ruin it. I ruin the days leading up to it. I, I just think that if you change the way you look at things, um, you can kind of romanticize the little things in life. Like I, uh, used to kind of dread working out or eating healthy. Obviously that's like a big part of my life. So I always relate things back to that, but now I'm changing the way I look at it. I'm like, what a blessing it is that my, I'm able-bodied and can work out and feel better and fuel my body. So I don't know. That's just an example of that, uh, without going out on a tangent too much. And then, something exciting right now is that my mom visits next week. So I'm so excited because I just don't get to see her very often. We live, she lives in Ohio. So we live 12 hours apart. Um, So anytime she comes, it's like the best thing ever. It feels like Christmas. And Mm -hmm. so she'll be able to see uh, me and my sister and my sister is due in October with a baby. So my mom gets to see her. It'll be great. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Wow. I feel like we are the same in that way. We're like our happy things. I'm like, I get to see my sister today. Like we just like love our fam. (laughs) That's the thing that we look forward to next. When can we get back with our family? (laughs) And I love your quote. I really love that. Just like Yeah. I just love that. And I feel like the changing the perspective is like so powerful because I used to be that way too. Well, I'm definitely a worrier. That's how I was saying. Like I worry about things so much. And it's like, especially even with working out, like I would worry like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to feel? Like, what if I can't get through this workout? Like I'd psych myself out. And then it's like, if you just do it and then it's over and you just start, like you can do it and you're going to be fine. And that's really what I started to get good at. I feel like in yoga, they would be like, set your intention. And I'm like, wow, I'm like so lucky that I get to be here. Like so many people want to be able to move their body and they can't for a number of reasons. And so like, why am I complaining when I like get to do this? Like, this is like a blessing kind of thing. Yes. I think I actually um, saw you say something. This may have been on one of your vlogs or something, but you had said, um, that you get stressed about your to-do list. I might be wrong on exactly how you said this, but you get like stressed about your to-do list. But like when you do it, it's just done. Like once you do it, like you no longer have to worry about it. And I think maybe it was like you and Max talking about it. And I was like, that's literally me. I I write this long to-do list and I'm like, oh, I have so much to do instead of just like getting going. So I've really been focusing on that rather than stressing about the length of it, just knocking it out. (laughs) 
I know. I literally learned that from Max. He taught me that. And I don't know why I like switched a light bulb in my head. Like it sounds so stupid, but I would have the long to-do list and be like, I'm so stressed about this that I can't start anywhere. And then all day I'm just worried. So then it's like debilitating and I can't do anything. And then <laughs> what the heck is going on? And Max is like, okay, you're worried about like the dishes piling up in the sink and like, you're not doing them. Like just do it. It'll take two minutes and then it's over. And then you can like cross it off the list. Yes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can tell Max that he also helped me. <laughs> I took his advice too. (laughs) I know my mom and sister were saying that too. They were like, wow, like we would worry about vacuuming all day, but Max told us to just do it if it takes five minutes. And then now we don't worry about it anymore. Rocket science, really. (laughs) I know. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell us all about how you got into social media. I'm so curious. Yes. Um, So it's kind of crazy. And this will kind of give you a backstory about like, how I started doing online coaching kind of too, because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, So I was uh, a personal trainer throughout college. I started when I was really young. I think I wasn't even 20 yet, uh, which is crazy. But I was a personal trainer in a gym and also a spin instructor. And so a lot of people would tag me in Um, like a lot of my clients or people who took my classes would tag me and stuff on their social media. And so slowly my social media started growing on like Instagram and whatnot. And uh, crazy enough, I was like one of the last people to join TikTok. Like I never watched it during quarantine in the beginning. Like I never, I never even downloaded the app. And then one day um, since, since quarantine hit, I was no longer able to work in the gym and I was having to do um, my in-person clients online. I started kind of doing more social media and like posting on TikTok just for fun because we all were like losing our marbles at that time during during quarantine. But um, I just kind of like post my workouts and like what I was wearing for the gym still very similar to what I do now, but like I had like two followers on TikTok and then um, slowly with word of mouth, like my online coaching grew and so did my social media just because I didn't really have another choice. I knew I wanted to keep doing personal training, but like couldn't meet with people in person. And then uh, TikTok just took off over time. It was not like a crazy fast growing um, platform, but like slowly over time, it really grew. And then that kind of trickled over into Instagram. Uh, And then I started a YouTube channel. So that's kind of uh, like over the past three years or so, I started a YouTube probably a year ago. So that was my last platform to start. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's so like recent. I mean, I knew it was more recent social media, like starting for you, but I've literally been on social media for 10 years. It's so crazy. I'm impressed with you. I know. I'm like, is anyone out there? Oh my gosh. That reminds me. I digress, but I met a girl the other day here and I started crying because she was like the sweetest angel. And she's like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast. And you were saying like, is anyone out there? Anyone still with me? Anyone like still here after 10 years? And she's like, please like never stop. Like you're such a bright light. I'm like, dude, I'm literally crying. Right. You just have like the waterworks. Come. Oh my gosh. You know, and that's what's so cool about meeting people out. I know I digress too. So I'm sorry about that, but it's so cool meeting people. Um, since I moved to Tampa, it's a lot bigger of a city than what I was in. And so I run into a lot more girls and my um, social media has grown more lately where when I run into people, I'm like, Oh, there's like real humans out here watching my stuff. It's really easy to kind of 
I don't know, be an autopilot with social media and forget that like you can run into these people out in public. It's the best, it's the best feeling actually meeting them. I know. Okay. So that makes sense to me too. Cause I was going to say, have you always wanted it to be like an online fitness coach, but that seems so like a natural progression when you literally couldn't meet with clients in person anymore that you're like, okay, I guess we're going online like during COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I never thought that I would be, and I actually wanted to start my own gym. So I expected everything to be in person for gosh, I, I never even expected to go online. Um, cause I really do like the personal aspect of it and getting to know them in person but um COVID hit I started online coaching and then when things started opening up again I was still in Alabama so I was doing um, I had a home gym and I was still doing online coaching and training in person um so I had half and half and then when I did the move to Tampa I just went full online just because I do more with social media now so it's like you can only have so many full-time jobs going everywhere yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you work like 12 hour days. I can't even imagine. And I'm sure you have so many clients online because you probably have the people that stuck with you. And then I'm sure with your social media following, so many people are like, wait, train me, train me. It's been, it ha- it's grown so much, which like is such a blessing. And right now mm-hmm. um, I've had some girls who I've trained for three years now, which is so crazy. It's just like, mm-hmm. I've just watched them grow over the years. I love it. It doesn't even feel Sometimes it doesn't even feel like I'm working because I just, I love it so much. Yeah. Oh, that's like such a fulfilling job, like working with people like that. It is. So, okay. Do you say that uh, TikTok would be your favorite platform then? Just because I feel like that's what's like so natural to you. You know, it's crazy. I, okay. So as a viewer, YouTube all day long, like I Mm. will... I I really don't even scroll through TikTok. And the reason for this is that I feel like it's really easy to feel like you're not doing enough when you're watching TikTok and you're a TikToker, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, that was a really good idea. That gives me an idea on a TikTok I should do. Or I just feel like I should be creating more than viewing. But with YouTube, I do it while I'm doing cardio. I do it while I'm doing laundry and like stuff like that, that I love just like throwing out a vlog. Um, but I would say to create TikTok for sure. And then mm-hmm. as a viewer, YouTube. Okay. That's good advice for me because I feel like I'll end up like once a month, I'll end up in a TikTok hole for like three hours and I'm just scrolling and I'm like glued to my phone and stuck there. And it always ends up making me feel bad. Like I'm not doing enough and I'm like, frick, I need to get on here and like do more. And so it seems like like your motivation for TikTok just comes from within. Like you have an idea and you just do it and you're not like comparing against other people and you're just like staying in your own lane kind of thing. Right. Do you feel like when you watch YouTube, do you feel like that? Or do you feel like you're able to kind of just enjoy it? I think I can just enjoy it. Like I'm not as like comparing on YouTube. I don't know why that is. I don't know. Probably probably because it's so different, you know, like we're we're all just kind of like showing our lives on TikTok. It's a lot more like aesthetically pleasing and like super short and very perfected. You know what I mean? That's so true. Cause I feel like there will be real like TikToks where people are just being real in themselves, but a lot of it, like scrolling through my for you page will be like perfectly edited, like the colors and the cute song and the perfect couple. And I'm like, wow, like that's not me. 
<laughs> right. And then on YouTube, we're just like, all right, we're just going to put it all out there. We'll just show you. Yeah. The real me. Yeah. I know. I, like I just like someone with their messy bun, like folding their laundry. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. <laughs> something comforting about that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, like, what's like your number one advice, like tip you have for people that want to start social media? Cause I'm sure that's what you get asked all the time too. Like every day people are like, help. Like, I really want to start social media. I'm so interested, but I'm scared of what like my friends in high school will think, or I'm scared of what my family will think. Like, what should I do? So what do you tell people? Okay. I'm going to try and make this short and sweet. Cause I have the tendency to, this is like one of my, this is one of the things I've definitely thought about. So, um, I think that really knowing your why on why you want to grow your social media is a good place to start. I think that I even have to do this check-in with myself um, pretty often because once you have the world listening, I think that um, you've really got to know what you want to be heard and what is missing in the world. And I know that's kind of dramatic, but uh, there's so much negativity on social media and just in general out there. And if you have the power to share your light with the world, I think that um, really knowing what you want to be portrayed. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense, but basically like when I was doing social media in the beginning, I thought, do I just want to do this because it seems cool to have a social media and it seems like a fun job and almost easy. I hate to say it, like it's easy to be on the outsider as a viewer and think that it's an easy job. And, or do I feel like the world is lacking a lot of positivity? And so just kind of remembering that and, and knowing that your voice is, is very special. And it's, if you're able to make someone else's day brighter, then that's a lot more powerful and a lot more purpose-driven than just having a stay-at-home job that is easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess that would be, I guess that would be what my advice would be. I don't know if that's, I don't no, know. No, that's that so good. I really like that. Cause I feel like, like my generic to everyone is like, oh my gosh, just do it. Like start yesterday. <laughs> like there's already so many people out there. Like if you want to do it, do it. But that is True. so good. I've never thought of social media that way, but thinking of it as like, what's missing and what can you say and what can you be and do on social media that like isn't already there and I feel like you've really done that I've been thinking like this whole episode like you have found your niche of because to me you are like happy positive like optimistic but you also are very like fitness nutrition and like I look up to that so much and I feel like everyone does but not in a scary overwhelming way. Cause I feel like a lot of other people in this space, like fitness, I can be like, Oh my gosh, that's not me. Like, I don't relate to that. I could never achieve that. They're like, like bodybuilding and like competing and all that, but you just make it more like attainable and like friendly. Oh, to, you I know? love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that makes me so happy. I agree with that with social media and that's, uh, or with fitness on social media, there's so much information out there that it's really easy to go in this rabbit hole of, um, you never know what the right answer is. So I think that I never wanted to push my view on, on fitness on anyone else, but more so just health in general. Like if you find a way to move your body that you enjoy, and if you find foods that make you feel good, then um, it's a lot more simple than the world tends to make us think it is, you know, Mm -hmm. just like finding what works for you. I don't know if you know um, that just reminding me of Tori de Simone, 
on yeah. Instagram. Okay. And her, so her podcast manifests with Tori D. Simone, love her. And she has one very early on. It might even be her first podcast episode and it's called confused. You need to listen. And it's so funny because she just goes through, she's like, my brain is so confused right now. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what's right because there's so much information out there with like nutrition, fitness. She's like, suddenly I'm supposed to be eating like little meals all day, but also I'm supposed to intermittent fast. And I also need to do like high intensity interval training, but maybe like low impact Pilates, but also yoga. And you know, she's like, nothing adds up. She's like, am I supposed to be vegan? Am I supposed to be paleo? What am I supposed to do? Cause I don't know. (laughs) And you'll be, I mean, you will take one step forward and two steps back. If you try and like ask social media, what you should be doing. I totally agree. And there's just the, I think it is a scary, but also a comforting feeling that there is no right answer. And Mm -hmm. that it kind of takes trial and error and figuring out what works for you and what works for you, Gretchen, is not going to work for me necessarily. And what works for the next person might not work, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know. I know that's like really crazy and tricky. And I feel like as you grow up, you're, you just like find your own way. Like, I just know now, like moving my body in this way, doesn't feel good. Or when I eat these foods, I don't feel good. And it's like so individual, but True. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about Upside. Gas is getting so expensive these days, not to mention our groceries as well, which is why I personally started using Upside. Upside is the best app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase I make, I'm actually earning cash back thanks to Upside. Their app is so easy to use. I find myself using it at Target, Whole Foods, when I get gas, many more places. It's not one of those things that are too good to be true, trust me. And I personally always use my cash back on Starbucks. Shocker. <laughs> so to get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code HAPPYHOUR, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You will check in at the business you're going to, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you'll get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That is so insane to me, you guys. So that's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app. Store, download the free Upside app and use promo code Happy Hour to get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more. That's five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more. Use my promo code Happy Hour and now let's get back into the episode. Okay, last thing about social media is I'm so curious who your favorite people to follow are because I notice sometimes on social media, like you like following people that are similar to you, but sometimes people are like, no, I get enough of that in my day-to-day life. And they love following like really niche, like crime people or, you know, so I'm so curious. Yeah. So, um, I don't actually follow a ton of fitness people, which is crazy. Um, yeah, like you said, I get a lot of that in my day-to-day life. I do like, um, her name's Megan Grubb. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she is big into fitness, but she doesn't, she's kind of the same way of like, she doesn't push her thoughts on what fitness should look like. So I like her and she does like a lot of lifestyle blogs. And then, um, I really like Caitlin Nolan. I love watching your stuff, of course. And JC Smith, if you know who JC, like JC Marie mm-hmm. Smith, yeah. I love her. And she's, um, like, I love her podcast and everything too. And then I love Tori, who you were just talking about. I like her podcast a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I know. Those your are some of my I don't think I even know who your favorites are. I feel similar to you where I also feel like I'm just creating more than I 
consuming. So I'm always like, I'm so bad with knowing what's going on on Instagram, TikToks, like YouTube, because most of the time I'm like making my own videos over here. So I'm like, I don't have time for that. But I mean, some of those are like Caitlin. I love Tori. I love, like, I feel like I'm just like friends with them in real life now, which is so fun. Um, and then my number one favorite that I love to watch is Aspen and Parker and I've just watched them forever. And it's funny. Cause I feel like they are so different for me in such a different like life stage. They like live in Utah, like they're living such a different life, but maybe that's what I'm like. So curious about their life because they are so yeah. different. So I just love watching them. You know, it's funny that you said that because I think JC just posted with Aspen on a vlog recently and I'm like, oh, I need to start watching her. So that's funny. Yeah. I just gave, I'll start watching her too. <laughs> I know. And the, what we said podcast, JC and Chelsea's podcast is like my number one favorite. Like I have to listen to every uh, episode. Yeah. They're so good. Yes. Yes. I love them. Okay. So we talked about your like fitness coaching, but so like, has exercising always been a passion of yours? Have you always been really into it? Did you play sports growing up? Yeah. So I did. I played soccer growing up, um, very competitive soccer. And I always had a lot of structure just because we did workouts. We had practice every day. I played in high school and everything. And I, um, realized pretty early on that I didn't want to play in college. I just wanted to enjoy college. It, it almost is like a full-time job if you were going to go into college and play college sports. But um, I realized pretty early on that that wasn't for me, but I have always really liked the um, exercise aspect. When I went to college my freshman year, I feel like I kind of lost all structure because you're not on a team, which I think a lot of people can relate to and you feel like a lost puppy dog, almost like, what do I do? I have no one to tell me what to do. And I no longer can eat whatever I want and still, you know, feel the same as what I did when I was in high school playing soccer. And so, um, shortly after, I guess it was probably when I was like 19, I got my own personal trainer, which was like the best decision ever. And I, kind of found a love for weightlifting and learned more about nutrition. And then I became a personal trainer at such a young age that I started doing like my certifications and everything. But growing up, um, my family was all super into sports and so was my sister. So that made it really easy to always kind of be more active. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I wonder if like you getting the personal trainer in college, you're probably like, Ooh, I like that. I could do that. Well, you know, it's crazy. I wonder, I need to reach out to him and say like, Hey, thanks for, you know, getting me into all of this. Cause it's my life now. But, um, mm. I think that it was really scary trying to do it on my own. So having a personal trainer, I realized like having someone else give you some structure, it almost feels like you're back on that, like team coach type thing that I was used to, um, playing sports. But then I'm like, dang, I actually like really like being in a set workout routine and and learning about nutrition. Yeah. I so feel that of like coming off a sports team and being like, okay, now what do I do? Like I'd jump at the gym and be like, <laughs> uh, you do rowing. Is that what you yeah. So I rode for my freshman year of college and then to immediately sophomore year, I was like, 
the heck am I supposed to do every day with fitness? So I think I just started being like, okay, I'm just going to go to classes because those kind of like feel like a team. And I feel like there's a coach leading me and it's fun. And so that's kind of literally all I do now is go to classes. And then if I go to the gym by myself, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just like walk uphill on the treadmill, do some abs, call it a day. But like, so, okay. Literally for me specifically, I'm like not scared of weights, but I just feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I guess a personal trainer would be a good thing for me to just like learn the basics and stuff, but I'm sure so many people listening relate to that. Like what advice do you have for people that are, I guess, scared of weight training or like, don't really know how to start? Yeah. Um, so I think that of course I would, you know, of course I would say that a coach or a personal trainer would be the best route, but if you, um, weren't going to do that, then I would say, try and find someone that seems like they, it's hard because on social media, there's a lot of people that are posting that might not actually know a ton about fitness. So it is hard to find someone that you can like trust, but overall, like you can find workouts on YouTube or on Instagram that you can follow along with. And I guess just realizing that it's a lot more simple than what we make it and just, Mm -hmm. um, start small and start, you know, maybe you want to do like half treadmill walk and then half, just get your foot in through the door with some weights or some machines in the gym. Um, but yeah, a personal trainer is always helpful, even if it's short term, just so that you can feel like you're doing it correctly. Um, it's really easy to question yourself in the beginning and be like, okay, well, I'm doing all this work, but am I even doing it correctly? So having some kind of direction is probably the best route. Back when I first started doing fitness and personal, like, and just trying to get into fitness, there was not really that much information out there when it came to social media. Like you couldn't really just follow along with someone's workout like you can now. Mm -hmm. I know. And that's such a good, that's such good advice for people to start. Like, um, I have seen, especially during quarantine, I've seen so many, just free like YouTube videos, Instagram workouts. And it's like, that's such an easy way to start and less scary too. Yes, definitely. Do you have like a set fitness routine every single week or is it like by the month? I'm so curious. Tell us what your kind of routine looks like. Yes. So I typically, and I actually, um, really like doing spins. still. I was doing like strictly strength training for quite some time. And then I, I think I burnt myself out teaching spin. I think Mm -hmm. I did it so much that I like hated spin for a while, but now, um, I typically will do spin once a week and then I will do like yoga once a week. I'd love to start Pilates, but, um, I've been doing five days of strength training. So I typically will do two leg days a week. So I'll do like glutes and hamstrings. And then I'll do a day that I focus more on like quads. And then I will do more of like an upper body, which is back biceps. And then I will do uh, chest shoulders and triceps. So that's kind of how I will split things up and I'll do like five days at the gym. And then I'll have a day that I'm just like walking and recovering, stretching. Um, so yeah, that's my little breakdown. Amazing. That just made me think I'm obviously because you're doing your own thing, how you probably feel, um, similarly, like, I feel like the main strength training I get is if I go to orange theory, which I love, like, I don't know if you've done orange theory, but I feel so good after I leave a class. I'm like, Oh, like, I just feel like, like, 
I don't know the word, like strong and like tight and like, I don't know. Yes, I actually did Orange Theory for quite some time and I loved doing, I would never go and do a treadmill workout like that on my own. So I needed Orange Theory to get me into that. But I loved how they still did, like you could still do heavier lifting in Orange Theory, you know. I know. I feel like that was such a good way for me to kind of start dabbling in weights because they over explain it to the point that like, I feel like such a beginner, but you can't not get it. Like they just keep it really simple and right. show you the movement like so many times and they're right there if you have questions. So it's like such a good place to start, but same like the running, I absolutely would not do on my own. <laughs> like I they maybe yell at me and like blast no. the music put my heart rate up on the board. <laughs> yeah. But it is kind of like, sometimes I'm like, wow, this is like a, like a lot, like a very intense. Like some people are like, orange theory is way too much for me. It's very like anxiety inducing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely could see that, but I just love going when I'm like, oh, I just, I need like a really good workout. Like I want to feel yeah. like I need to lay down after like, the good orange. yes, I, I, I don't know if I would do it like five days a week or something, but I used yeah. to, <laughs> I used yeah. to love it. So Okay. I did last fall and I like really injured myself. Like I hurt my back so bad. I had to go to PT. <laughs> was I'm it like, from like the rower or what do you think it was? From? I think it was doing deadlifts. Like I think I was just having bad form and being dumb. And like literally the rest of the weekend, I was like hobbling around my apartment. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in so much pain. And yeah, I went to a bunch of physical therapy, which thank God helped, but I'm like, okay, maybe I need to scale it back like five or six times a week. It's just like not necessary, but we're okay. You probably feel the same way too, where I'm like, well, you see an athlete. I was on a sports team. Like, like I could do like two workout right. classes a day. Like I could do six days a week. Like I'll be fine. Like I've done it before, but it's like, no, not fine. <laughs> yes. Oh, I totally. And I think that with workout classes, like you love the environment and like meeting people so much that it feels mm-hmm. like it's almost your hobby. So it's easy to kind of get like obsessed with it really. Yes. I know. That's so And I also had no idea that you taught spin. I did not know that. Yes. I think for two years or so. So for quite some time. Wow. So it was probably like love hate relationship, but since you like took some time from it now, you're probably like, okay, wait, like love this again. Yes. I like, I loved the teaching aspect of when it's crazy because when you're in a spin class, like it feels like death, you know what I mean? Like you're like, Oh my gosh, this is brutal. Mm -hmm. But when you're up on, I don't know if other spin instructors feel like this, but when you're up on like the stage or whatever, and you have a mic in, you almost don't feel tired. It's like an adrenaline rush. And so you get to the end and you're like, wow, I just put myself through heck. And then now I feel absolutely horrible, but I didn't even realize it while teaching because it's such an adrenaline rush. It's so fun. I know. So Tori Desimonson, she has her spin studio and she's a spin instructor. I remember talking about it with her so much because I had a phase where I was like obsessed with soul. I mean, I still am like, I love it, but I definitely used to go like every single day when I lived in Boston and now I'm like, okay, I can like do other workouts too. But it was to the point where I'm like, do I want to be an instructor? But then just talking with Tori, she's like taking class and like leading a class is very, very different. You have to like carry the energy, the whole room. You have to like see what everyone is doing and what's going on and help that person and the lights and the music. Like, it just seems like so much. It's and a like, lot. Maybe, maybe I don't want to do that. I just like to turn my brain off and like chill in the class. Right. right. Oh, I totally agree with her for sure. Yeah. But I do know exactly what you're talking about whenever, I mean, I never like would fully teach and like 
speak during the class, but whenever instructors here would be injured or whatever, and they would be like, Gretchen, write up for me. Like I need you to write up and people would follow me. It would so feel like that. I'm like that class went by in five minutes. Cause I'm so like, okay, I need to be good. Like everyone's like following me. I need to be on it, but it's just so fun seeing everyone. And I can like smile at everyone and it goes by so quick. It is. I feel like you would be an awesome instructor. I think that it would be fun to do. Like if I could still do it like once a week, there's like not really an option to do that, but I would love to do it like once a week. You know, typically you'd have to do it consistently as an instructor, but it would be fun to do. I've literally always said that. I'm like, oh, I want to be a soul instructor. Like I want like two classes a week, but they want you to teach like three a day kind of thing. I'm like, I know. I'm like, that's a little much. It's overkill. <laughs> Wait, is there a soul in Tampa? I feel like I see you go to soul. Oh my gosh. So there is. And I think it's closed now. No. I think, yes. Because so I just tried going the other day. I was like, um, there are a couple different spin classes that I go here and I tried going to Seoul and it just like refunded, canceled my class. And I'm like, what's going on? And then now the schedule completely closed. No, I literally was just going to say, I was going to say, I don't know if you've heard of it, but so you're definitely affected. I heard a quarter of their studios are closing like across the U S it's so sad. I just think they're struggling. I mean, I noticed, sorry, so love you. Also don't get mad at me because you sponsor me sometimes and I'm just like speaking the truth here. But, um, like when I lived in Boston before every single studio here, all the classes were like waitlisted, like fully sold out. And every class I go to this summer, some of them will have like five or six people. It's just so different. And I honestly live like, I don't know if you've been to solid core or like, it's just reformer Pilates, like SLT, that kind of thing. And every class I go to is sold out. I just feel like there's kind of a shift of people doing more like low impact, low intensity and spin was such like a craze. And now people are like getting away from it, but it makes me sad because I still love soul and like studios are closing. Like it's not the same. I know. And it's crazy you said that because it does feel like, um, everything comes in waves, which I think happens in the fitness industry. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, weightlifting and bodybuilding was like the craze for a while. And then Mm -hmm. you never heard people talk about Pilates. Like I had a Pilates machine at my house growing up because my mom would do it. And I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like one of the reformer things, I guess. Mm -hmm. And now it's like what everyone's doing. And I really have not done uh, much Pilates. I took a Pilates class in college, but it was Mm -hmm. like just floor Pilates. I've never done um, like what you've been doing at Salad Core, but I definitely think that that's like the the thing now. Isn't it weird? It's like trends come and go for fitness. It's very weird. It is. And it makes you wonder like what makes that shift happen. I know. I know my, my twin sister is so big on the, like, she gets mad at me when I go to orange theory and like, will not go and stuff like that. And she's so like, like for that class in specific, she's like the music's so loud. There's an instructor yelling at you. Everything's so fast paced. You can't even like listen to your body or like listen to your own thoughts or kind of like check in and see how you're doing. So she's, she's very like, um, mind body connection type thing so she's so into like the low impact like she just honestly likes doing her own little workouts with her little weights and her abs and whatever so and I feel like a lot of people are getting that way where they're like or or, I feel like people are starting kind of scared of like high intensity workouts because they think it's like stress inducing so everyone's like I'm just gonna do my yoga and like my yeah yeah which I think is great that there are different um waves of of fitness because like you just 
you need to find what works for you and rather than listening to what everyone else says. So this kind of gives everyone a chance to try different things. Like everyone is into the weightlifting, everyone. And then maybe you can find a good little happy medium where you do both. Yeah. I feel like that's me. Like I've always said, that's where I really struggle too. Cause I honestly enjoy like every workout class I go to. And so, but then I have this like conundrum of like, well, if I want to be really good at orange theory, I feel like I should go like three or four times a week. But then I also really love soul and solid core and core power. And, and then I want to do all of them. So I'm like, do they, do they each just get one day a week? But like, is that weird? I don't know what to do. As long as it makes you feel good, then I'm all for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I hope, I mean, I'm sure it will shift away from Pilates one day and it'll be back to spin or back to like the weightlifting. But I so feel like weightlifting spin, like more high intensity workouts have such a place. Cause I feel like if I'm just doing like yoga or Pilates, I'm like, ah, like I have so much energy. I need to like get my energy out kind of thing. So. Well, I'm the same way. And I think that when yoga classes are a heck of a lot harder for me than going and doing hit workout or doing a spin class. And I think that is because you actually are made to slow down and listen to your body. And I'm like, run myself into the ground. And like, as yeah. I want to walk out of there feeling like I'm just absolutely beat tired, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I think there is a time and a place for both for sure. That's what I literally was saying yesterday. I went to solid core and I was like, it, it's like, I'm learning how to move in a new way. I'm like, my body doesn't know how to move this way. If you like throw me on a treadmill or a bike, I'll just go for an hour. Like I'll be good. But I'm like, if you throw me on a reformer or tell me to do a plank for two minutes, I'm like, what the heck is going like, What on? is this? What is this foreign movement? This. Yeah. <laughs> it is okay. crazy. So do you have well, you obviously are so consistent and it seems like that's just, you're very like self-motivated. Do you have advice for people that are having trouble, like staying on track or staying consistent? Like, I feel like I struggle with this. Like all the week where I do like my six workouts and then the next week I do two and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I need to. Yeah. I think that a lot of people struggle with that. And, um, I would say finding a routine, uh, or some structure that is sustainable, but also is something that you enjoy. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but, um, I think that if you just start small and you want to start waking up just a little bit earlier for a couple of weeks, get used to that. And if you want to, let's say, become a morning person where you can get a workout in before you have a nine to five job, then just slowly changing one habit at a time and mastering that before, waking up on a Monday morning and saying, you want to just completely change your whole lifestyle because it's easy for us to do that. It's easy for us to think that we need to change all these different things. And then it's overwhelming and you last a week and then you're back to starting all over again. So I would also say, you know, mix things in that you really enjoy. So if you are trying to start doing weightlifting, mix in the exercise that you still like and, and go on light walks or start your day off with um, something a little bit more in your realm. And mm-hmm. it just makes it a little bit more sustainable, but also um, give yourself grace because it's not going to be perfect every week. I think that we see social media and everyone looks like they are having perfect workouts six days a week and they never fall off. And it's just not, that's not true. We all go in waves. There's some weeks that like my body is just tired and I want to just go on walks. And I listen to that um, Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like I need to stay on this crazy, consistent uh, 
just, I don't know, unattainable schedule. Yeah. I like that of like sort of changing one thing at a time, like, okay, just wake up an hour earlier or maybe like add this little uphill walk in or whatever it is. Cause I am. So I'm feeling called out. I'm like, this week is where everything changes. I'm like, I wake up at six every day. I take this workout class every day and it lasts a week or maybe two days. And I'm like, what am I doing? You're like, this is a lot. This is a lot of change. Yes. I'm I like, I, I changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah. Which I think we all do that. I think that's just kind of what human nature to say um, that you just need to like change everything at once and it's all black or white. I think that we all kind of do that in some ways. Yeah. And I, I also really like what you're saying about just listening to your body and knowing like, okay, I need the extra break or maybe just going to like skip the workout today. Cause I feel like also as you grow up, you get better with that. Like some days I'm like, I have so much energy, like I'm going to orange theory. And then some days I want to, but I'm like, no, I'm feeling like horribly sore and exhausted. And I need to like stretch and just walk and like take it easy today, which I think right. is good. I think so too. I think so too. Okay. You talked about getting up early and I know I'm like going out of order here, but I'm so curious. Like you were the queen of mornings and I feel like you're just such a morning person. And I've always said, like, I feel like to my core, like naturally I'm like a night owl. Like if you just let me be like how I am, I'm such a night owl. Like I can make myself stay up so late, but I want to be a morning person. And I've always like forced myself to get up early. So do you feel like this comes naturally to you? Have you always just been such an early riser? I do. I do think it's kind of just who I am. Um, I, it's funny because when I think of that, I always woke up before anyone else in my house back growing up. And so I would go and I, my dad said that I would tap him on the shoulder first thing in the morning and I would know to be quiet to not wake up my mom or my sister, but I would have my dad wake up at like 6am on a Saturday to play games with me. And uh, what a trooper because he did, <laughs> but I, I think I really always have been. I've always just really enjoyed kind of being up before the craziness of everyone else being up. And I love like the peacefulness of just starting your day early, almost feels like a head start. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said that you're naturally a night owl. I, uh, after seven, 8 PM, I'm not, I'm not all there. I'm like ready to just wind down. Like I'm not I could never get work done at night. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think I'm just kind of wired that way. I think that if I could wake up on my own, it would probably be like around six or so, but I started like slowly waking up earlier and I, I like like a 5am now. <laughs> that was like the number one thing when I first found your TikTok and I'm like scrolling through and I see the little hatch, which I have too. And I love, and the hatch is going off at like 45 or five o'clock. And I'm like, who is this girl? She is literally a superwoman. That was just like the most shocking thing or not shocking. Cause I get it. And especially if you're in fitness, but I was like, wow, like she has her stuff together. <laughs> well, okay. The hatch is like, that might be another thing that I would recommend to people because I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with that flipping alarm. It is the best and not having to wake up to an iPhone alarm. Oh my gosh. It's so it's good. Like, so nice. Yes. Hatch, please sponsor us for your, I know I was going to say, I was going to say, we love you. <laughs> please. I bought mine during, I think like the black Friday sale. And I was like, and Max was like, what are you doing? Like a hundred dollar alarm clock. I'm like, you don't understand. And now every night he's like, did you set the hatch? Like he like loves it too. The sound, is the sound machine on, on the hatch? <laughs> it's a peaceful way to wake up I always wake up to I don't know if you do but I always wake up from the light first so it's way less like alarming 
and sometimes I'm like really tired and I'll hear my little birds chirping or whatever, yes. but it's way nicer than that. <laughs> well, and you almost kind of wake up and you're like, how did I just wake up? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't remember something waking me up. And that's yes. what I like about it, which is like, rather than the iPhone giving you a heart attack and yeah. thinking that you're behind. <laughs> I know. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you are with your phone. I'm sure you're on it a lot too, because you're on social media like me, but that's been the biggest thing since obviously I've done it forever. I'm like, my phone is like the bane of my existence when I'm on it all day long. I just feel like I'm not living real life. My screen time is a million hours. Like I'm over it. Like I need to like speak to humans in real life and like interact with people. Like, do you know what I mean? So that was oh, my I'm biggest sorry. thing. I'm like, I'm ordering this hatch because I'm literally leaving. Like at a certain time, I try to plug my phone in the kitchen and like run away from it and just you know, like let it be. Yeah. So then the hatch, like, let me do that. Cause I was always like, well, I need it like on my bedside table for an alarm, but now I'm like, okay, no, I don't. So I need to get rid of it. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away from me. No, I'm yeah. the same exact way. And I'm still trying to find different ways to like get off my phone, but it's so hard because it's like, you could work 24 seven. You really could just continue, continue, continue and feel like if you're on your phone, you almost feel like you need to be working and continuing um, exactly what you do all hours of the day. And then the next thing you know, you see your screen time and it's sickening. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. That's what I explain to people. And I feel like there's such a like misconception of people that follow people on social media and they're like, oh, that's so easy. I want to do that. And I would say they're very easy like aspects of like being so flexible. It's like, so, so nice. You can travel, you can, whatever you work from home. But then when I spend a lot of time around people, they'll just look at me and be like, you never stop. Like we're on vacation and you are like answering emails. You're like posting a poll on your Instagram stories. I'm like, no, it never stops. And I feel like such a constant pressure. You probably do too, where I'm just like, everything I do is contentable. And I'm like, I'm getting Starbucks and I'm trying to like take a break today, but like, this would be like a cute Instagram story. And also like this crazy thing just happened. And I ran into this person and like, what if I should like make a TikTok about it? like everything you do, you can make content about. So it's so hard to just like turn your brain off when you're always in that mode of like, go, go, go. Oh, it so is. And you know, it's funny that you said that because I just was on a little trip with my boyfriend this past weekend to his hometown. And it was like this battle of, wow, this would be a perfect weekend to just step away from anything social media, but also I'm in the cutest place ever. And I want to take all these photos. And I want to blog it. And I also want to take TikToks and I also want to do all these things. Yeah. And it is like, it's really hard for anyone around you to understand because it almost is more stressful taking a break because then you're feeling like it's just, you're missing out on the, on a perfect opportunity and mm -hmm. you're not in town. So it would be a great time to relax, but also people want to see that you are yeah. on vacation and it's, it's so, it is, it's so hard. I know. I feel the same way. Say, like Max is from Cape Cod. Oh, he just came back. Hi, you two. <laughs> Wait, come see Brody. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good job. Oh, You're out of my sweet talk about you. But no, I feel the same way. Since he's from the Cape, it's like such a cute area. But I'm like, no, I should just be like living my personal life, hanging out with his fam. But then I'm like, wait, it's so beautiful. And what I really struggle with too is if I'm like, no, I want this for like memories. Cause I love looking back at my stuff for memories. So then I'm like, I need to take videos and pictures just for myself. So then it's like, I know it is, it's a, and it will probably continue to be a constant battle for us. But yeah. do you hear Brody drinking water? 
<laughs> I did it slurping water, but I'm Brody. So. <laughs> I feel like it's a joke in my vlogs now. Every time I start recording one of my videos, he literally starts drinking water, or eating food, and it's so loud. I'm like, I swear to God, he's been conditioned. If he hears a little beep on my camera, he like goes and eats or drinks water. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> He said, this one's about me. This vlog is about me and me only. He's like, how do I make this podcast about me right now? <laughs> it can oh be about God. you, Brody. It can be about you. <laughs> okay, back to the mornings. So, well, you kind of said, but your advice for waking up, well, you go to bed so early. So I'm sure that's like the biggest thing and the hatch helps and yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I would say that going to bed early is probably the only way to become a morning person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like under, and, and I don't even mean early. I just mean like, I try and go to bed now that I'm probably like a little bit, I don't need as much sleep as what I used to need. I don't feel like, but mm-hmm. I'd say like, I have to have at least six or seven hours to even like function the next mm-hmm. day. Oh yeah. I know that's so true because there's been times where I'm like, I'll be fine. And I just force myself and I'm like, I'll get up at 5 30. I have a 6 a.m. workout, but I went to bed at like midnight. And then I feel like no terrible all day. And I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> literally, literally. Okay. Do you have a morning routine currently that you've like stuck to for a while? Has it switched out? Cause I'm so curious. I love hearing people's morning routines. Yeah. I think that I'm such a creature of habit. So I feel like I could do the same exact thing every single day. I almost have to like break myself out of a habit. If I need to go on vacation or something, I'm like, Oh, I missed my morning routine. But, um, I wake up and I just kind of typically I go to the gym first thing in the morning. So I will, you know, do my skincare, like wash my face or whatever in the morning and then um, make my pre-workout, my green side pre-workout and then get ready for the gym, go work out. And then I'll come back and I will, uh, normally I'll go on a walk outside. I like to like do my cardio outside if it, if the weather is fine instead of um, doing it on the treadmill. So sometimes I'll do a walk and then I'll shower and get ready for the day, make breakfast mm-hmm. and whatnot. But um, it's literally the exact same thing. I have the same breakfast every single day. I'm just like a, a very um, programmed person. Mm-hmm. But that's so helpful. You can just like, especially if it's so early, you're like, I'm just going to go on autopilot, go about my morning. Well, and it, it's cool because I don't even feel like I have to think, oh, should I go to the gym this morning or can I, do I need to, you know, force myself into a walk or whatever. It's just kind of like the way my mornings are now. Yeah. So it makes it it's a like lot so integrated into your life. So that's so nice. You don't even yes. think about it. Literally. Oh. What is yours? Do you have a morning routine or not really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I feel like the most unstructured person. Um, I feel like a loose morning routine, but, oh, I was going to say how Say, I feel like this is me. I feel like recently you posted on your story that you did a workout like later in the day or you tried to shift it to like late morning or like midday. And then you were like, immediately, no, this is not for me. Everything is thrown off. Yes, I guess. And I still stick to that. Okay. I feel that way. And I need to just stick with the mornings like you because honestly, when I do it first thing in the morning, 
I just feel like that sets up my day for success and is the best option. But some days I'm like, oh no, I'll do like, see where I struggle is if it's like a certain instructor at a certain time that I want. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'll do like the noon, like spin class tomorrow. But then all morning I'm like, eh, what am I doing? And then I come back in shower and I'm doing my morning skincare, but it's 1 PM. And I'm like, wait, when did breakfast and lunch happen? You know what I mean? Like I get really right. confused if it's not right. at the same time, but I feel like very loosely, like I wake up having a dog really helps too. And has like helped me get on a morning routine. If it's really early, I can like work out before and then take him out and take him on a walk. Um, but normally I'll like walk him first thing and then go to my workout and shower, get ready for the day, whatever, like very similar. But I just also feel very instructed, especially with Max. He'll be like, let's go get breakfast or let's go do this. And so then I'm like, we don't really have a plan. We just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> Speaking of this week. Um, so, you know, I have for so long when I was by myself, cause I'm, I have a boyfriend, but when I was by myself, it was so easy to be like such a programmed person and be on a routine where it's actually been good for me. And, and I think it's good to have Max is to like, you know, realize that it's more than just being super structured and programmed that it's great to have a schedule, but also uh, there's more to life than just getting up and doing everything by the book. And I think having, being in a relationship has helped me kind of be a little bit less, I don't know, strict with myself. Yeah. I so agree with that. I noticed that right away in a relationship. I'm like, wow, I feel like I can just be and sort of like relax. I felt like I can never like relax on my own, but I'm like, oh my gosh, we can just like go get like ice cream and just hang out. Whereas when you're by yourself, you're like, okay, I'm being the best version of me. And I'm like, you know what I mean? And I'm having oh, absolutely. my like, frozen mango for dessert and I'm going to bed at eight. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. And then you realize, and you're like, why miss out on those special moments when I, I will say it's really good to have a schedule, but it is also important to, you know, even when you're with your sister, with your family, whatever it is, like to let yourself get off schedule a little bit. Mm -hmm. Be like fun and spontaneous and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of mentioned food and I'm also so curious about your idea of like nutrition and food. Like you said, I feel like you're so good with it and has eating like healthy. I hate the word like eating healthy. Cause it's like, you know what I mean? Right. That's like different to everyone. And it's not like one food is healthy and another food isn't. I would just say some are more like nutrient dense than others. You know what I mean? But has eating like whole foods, maybe like a less processed diet, more like fruits and veggies, all those things. Has that always been like a part of your life and just easy for you? Or how is that looks like? Oh my gosh. The complete opposite of easy. I mean, I think that it is like so difficult. I think nutrition is the hardest part for everyone. I think that that's where we all kind of struggle a little bit, but um, I hated cooking, which is crazy because I absolutely love it now. And I hated cooking. So I ate out all the time. And I thought that I was like eating healthy, you know, at Chipotle and doing all those things. But then, um, I felt like crap all the time, even though I thought, oh, I, I eat healthy and I work out all the time. Um, so slowly figuring out like less processed foods. Cause I typically only eat out once a week now or once mm -hmm. or twice a week. And so making foods that I still love because I've found different recipes that I like making that are really easy. Um, so probably for the last like two or so years, I've been kind of like learning how to make food that I enjoy, but that's also more like whole food, less mm -hmm. processed. And I just feel better, like starting to choose my meals that make me 
feel good rather than feeling like I'm like forcing myself to eat healthy. Yeah. I need that little pep talk because (laughs) we've been so bad just since we've been in Boston for the summer. We're like, we need to go to every restaurant that we like. We literally eat out like every day, but I start to feel like junk because when you eat out so much of it is like oil and salt and like hidden stuff that you don't even know. You've been cooking a lot and you've been like on it with like just eating out less and making food that like makes you feel good and is very like just yeah, less processed, like whole foods. How have you found, like, do you have go-to recipes or how do you find like recipe? Cause I struggle with this or I just stick with my one avocado toast that I know how to make because I don't know what to do. Right. Um, I sometimes will. So I like follow zero recipes, honestly, just because I, I'm like too lazy with it, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I just want to like throw things together. Um, I look at Pinterest for like inspo, I would say, and then I'll be like, oh, that looks good, but I won't actually read what the ingredients are or whatever. I just will make my own version. Um, and then I've just kind of like worked off that. Like I love tacos. I love bowl. I like making bowls with like random stuff in it. I don't know if you've ever seen like what I do. Oh, yeah. I just kind of like throw things together, but like, I love doing, um, like tuna. I love doing different like seafoods. Do you like seafood at all or? Yeah, I do. And I love seeing your bowls. They always look so good. It'll be like, it'll look like tomatoes or salsa and like spinach and maybe like a fish or a chicken and avocado and beans. It's just like everything. And it, and it's so filling, but it's also so easy to just throw those together. So I would say, Mm -hmm. I, I would love this. You asked what one of my like big goals were. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely would love to do a cookbook at some point. I think that it would be really fun too. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be your first customer because (laughs) I want all the recipes. Deal, deal. Okay, I'm gonna try to make a bowl like that soon. I'm gonna tag you on my story. I'm gonna be like, Sydney, how does this look? I tried making a bowl. Ten out of ten. I'm proud of you for veering away from just your avocado toast. (laughs) No, seriously, that's like all I make. Or like a smoothie. Your smoothies are good too. Or your salmon bowl. You like your salmon bowls. That's similar to what I like. Love that. I feel like I have like a handful of recipes. Yeah, that's one of them. So quick and easy. It is easy. Okay. Rapid fire. Do you, uh, I'm sure people say we were saying earlier, like you're such a positive influence. Have you always just been a positive person? Like, is that how you feel like you've always been? Yes. I would say that I've kind of always been like a glass half full type of a person. I don't think I've ever, I think that I've always kind of just like found the positive side of any situation and kind of gotten excited about little things. Like I've always been the type that like, it doesn't take much to make me like super excited and look forward to something. Yeah. That's so me. All the little things you like appreciate and yeah, they're so cute. Okay. This is such a big thing. This is like one of the biggest things I feel like I talk about on my podcast and that everyone just wants to hear about. Cause I feel like especially girls, like just everyone relates to this this is another reason I love following you is that you just give off the best vibes with like confidence. I just feel like you are such a confident person in yourself. And like, you have such a like strong perception of like your body image. Do you have advice for girls listening that just want to work with like work on just their self-esteem and um, how they see themselves like body image type stuff? Yeah. So I would say, I don't know if you've heard much about like body neutral rather than body positive or body negative. And I've heard a lot about body neutral and 
I just don't even think that that is realistic. I think that we all want to not only feel good, but like we also want to look good. You know, mm-hmm. we all want to feel good in the clothes that we are wearing and feel confident in our workout clothes and stuff. But I think that um, kind of veering more in between body positive and body neutral and like not letting yourself get so worked up in the comparison of everyone else, I think we need to realize that no matter, even if you look at someone, you're like, they are so perfect. They're also struggling with something with their body image. And um, no matter what on social media, even if I come across as the most confident person, there are some days where I just don't, I don't feel my best and that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not feel like a million bucks and that's normal. Um, I think that working on being super intentional with the way you talk to yourself is really important and have the people around you hold you accountable. Uh, I always tell my sister or my best friend back in Alabama, we would say, um, if you hear me talk negatively about myself, we would have to Venmo each other five bucks or we'd have to, like if you said, just just so that you have to think about it more. It's something so goofy, but like is saying something negative about myself worth five bucks right now? You know what I mean? It's so goofy, but then you it doesn't roll off the tongue as much anymore. And you're a lot more intentional with the way that you speak to yourself. Wait, I literally love that. And I'm going to start doing that with my friends. Cause I feel like we'll call each other out. It's always the worst when we're taking pictures and then I'll like show my friend a picture. She'll show the one of me and I'll be like, Oh, like I hate the way I look. Like I look so bad in these games, whatever. And she'll be like, stop saying that. Like we'll call each other out and be like, no, you look beautiful. Like stop doing that. But now I'm going to be like, we need to Venmo each other. <laughs> I know. actually call don't. each other accountable. Well, and you would never let your friend talk about themselves like that. So why do we do it? I don't know, but we all do. We all do. I know. It's so weird. I always think about that, how you're just way harder on yourself than you would be on your friends. Cause I'm like, I look at my friends and they look like perfect, beautiful, wonderful. But then I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, it could be, could be better. I know I'm going to be on that. I am. But I also will say, I'm sure a part of you just being very, I mean, at least you appear very confident. And I feel like you have such a good grasp with that is like, I notice when I'm really feeling really good with my workouts and consistent with that and like just making an effort with like nutrition and fitness, I feel a lot better. I might look the same as when I'm not, but it's just like mentally, you just feel like you're making an effort. And so you feel a lot better about like the way you look. Oh, I so agree to that. And also you just feel more confident when you stick to something that you set out to do. So like if you are trying to stick to a routine or something, I feel like you just have more confidence when you're actually following through. Yeah, I know. Okay. So I know this can be our last question. So you said goals for the future. I love this at the end of a podcast, but a cookbook, do you have like anything else? Like I guess personal business wise. Yeah. So we kind of talked about the, um, this is like a very minor and definitely more on like the personal side. So the cookbook would be more on the business side, of course. And also I want to continue working on like growing my YouTube because I think that I focus so long on TikTok and even my Instagram that I've kind of veered away from putting all of my effort into YouTube. But on the personal side of things, I would love to um, do more reading because I was doing that for a while. And I, I just, I don't know, you love Colleen Hoover too, right? Mm-hmm. And So I want to get back into reading and just less screen time at night. It's not, it's not realistic to take like a whole day off of social media for me, but like to at least be more intentional with less screen time. Yeah. 
Oh, I like definitely relate to both of those and agree with both of those. Yeah. I feel like I was so good at the beginning of the summer. I was like on my Colleen Hoover grind and then I started one and I've been on page 10 for like a month and I'm like, can I please pick this up? Like, what am I doing? I know it comes in waves for me too. Yeah. But hopefully, especially in the fall when it starts like cooling down, well, actually in Florida, I don't know if it ever gets cold, but where I live, it'll like cool off and I'll feel like cozy and want to be in sweats and like read kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. Before. Okay. So you asked me what my big goal was. Do you feel like your goals are still now that you've been doing social media for so long, do you feel like you even can still make goals for your social media? Or do you feel like you're, and I don't mean that in a way of like, you can't grow anymore, but like, do you feel like instead of growing your platforms, do you have goals outside of that more so now? Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you where sometimes I'll be like, literally, what are my goals with social media? Like I have done it for so long and I'm like, oh, where am I going? But I feel like it's just, if I really think deep down, it's sort of to like, just keep doing what I'm doing and like, keep my motivation and like passion for it because there will be times where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not even like into this anymore, but then it's like, I'm meeting people that like love following me so much or whatever. And it's like, I just want to keep being like, kind of like a big sister to people that follow me and just keep sharing my life. Like for people that are following along, but also for me, like for memories. And so I just try to like remind myself of like why I started and to keep Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on, Sydney. This has been so good. We literally hit like every little different area. It's been wonderful. I know. Thank you so much for having me on for my very first podcast. I feel like this was just so fun and you are, I don't know. I've loved talking to you. I feel like we could talk for 10 hours straight. I know. And you're so good on the podcast. You should have your, oh, you should have your own. That could be another goal. Oh, add it to the, the, and then you can be my first guest. (laughs) Oh my God. Perfect. I'm like, actually, I just made a new goal for you. You're starting a podcast. I decided (laughs) who needs to read books, start a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh. This has been so good. I know. I feel like we're so similar. We could chat forever. So thank you so much for coming on and thank you everyone for listening and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs)